0: This is Tony Powell, and you're listening to Powell to the People, the podcast, episode 159. Once again, the finest cast in the whole podcasting universe has reconvened to talk that stuff. When I want to know what's going on with the New York City transit scene, there's nobody I trust more than my cousin, Mr. Keith Powell. What's going on, Keith?
1: Man, I'm good. How y'all guys feeling?
0: And when I want to talk local TV news, there's no expert I trust more than my favorite director, who happens to be my brother, Mr. Mark Powell. What's going on, Mark?
2: What's up, fam? What's up, world?
0: And when I want to talk New York City real estate, there's no expert I trust more than my cousin, the man we call Mister Eddie Kane Jr. World knows him as Derek Powell. He's in the house. What's going on, DP?
3: Everything is good. Always good to be in cypher with the cats. How you guys doing?
0: We are well. Uh, we are back. Yeah, it's been a it's been an interesting week. Uh, a lot's going on. Um, I, I guess we'll start with with uh, comedy, since I have some familiarity with this. Um, and you may remember this, Mark. I don't know if you remember it at all, but uh, years ago, I worked at this place uh, down in DC, a comedy club called Garvin's Comedy. Oh, yes, club, like yes, that. yes, yeah, I know that place. And uh, in fact, you were there that night. Uh, uh, the, remember that night? We uh, uh, went out with uh, Ronnie, my ex-girlfriend. Yes,
2: yeah, so you told me the story, and it, it's funny. I'm about to, yeah. I, I remember you, but I know what you're about to say yeah, but, but I remember that club, and I remember that night.
0: Yeah, so, you know, uh, I'm, I'm doing my thing and I had a good show, great show, packed house. Uh, a lot of people there. My brother was there and, you know, friends from school, from college were there to see me. And uh, at the end of the show, I'm, I'm in the back, you know, you know, the room is uh, on the second level. So you got to kind of clear out the stairwell where the, the patrons leave. Uh, there's no really, there's no place to really kind of hang out inside the room. And I was just trying to get out of the way, get clear in the way. And uh, in the back of this uh, club, by the stairwell, there's the um, kitchen. And so I go in the kitchen. I'm hanging out, and there's this young guy, this kid, this tall, skinny kid, and uh, he says, "Hey, man, I really, really enjoyed your shows. Good stuff." I said, oh, "I appreciate you. Thank you, man." He said, I'm gonna I'm do that too. I said, "Do what?" He said, "Comedy." I said, "Wow, really?" I said, well, "Cool, good, good." I said, "I said, but you're kind of young. So how old are you?" He said, "I'm 16." I said, "16," and he looked every bit of 16. I, you know, I said, "Man, I said, you know, maybe you should worry about finishing school." First, before you think about any of this this comedy, comedy will be, you know, worry about school. He said, all right, I'm I'm worried about school, but I'm still going to do comedy. Okay, bro. All right. Um, So years later, I'm in another club in in the city. Uh, I finished doing my spot and I get off stage and. uh, You know, uh, I'm, I'm standing by and I watch another guy go on stage and it's Dave Chappelle. And Dave Chappelle goes up on stage and he kills, he kills, uh, just, just slays the broom <laughs> at this comedy club. And he comes off the stage and he sees me and he goes, hey, Tony Powell, told you I was going to do comedy. <laughs> <laughs> I said, "Yeah, you're right, Dave." I said, "If I knew then what I know now, you know, shoot, I'd I'd have taken you with me right then and there." You know, Um, (laughs) and I've said this on the air, I've said this on nationally syndicated radio, and I'll say it on our podcast. Uh, I never thought I would say this. I think when I started comedy, you know, my goal was not to be the funniest person in the world. I thought the funniest person in the world that that I'd ever seen was Richard Pryor. I didn't think there'd ever be anybody as funny or funnier than Richard Pryor. I thought they were guys who got close. I thought they were guys who were really good, you know, Murphy and Chris Rock. Uh, But I never thought there'd be another Pryor. And um, Dave Chappelle, to me, is not the best since Pryor. He is the best I've ever seen, bar none, all time. He is the GOAT. He is the GOAT. Uh, You know, like I said, Pryor did it. Uh, and he did it at a time when nobody had seen what he was doing. And so what you had since him was a bunch of guys who had were were taking their cues from prior and doing it. So in a sense you had already seen it and maybe you saw different variations on a theme. But Dave Chappelle has taken this thing and turned it on its head. He is the best I've ever seen. He is the GOAT. He is the greatest stand-up um that I've ever seen and I, I would I would argue um, probably of all time uh, that skinny kid that was in the back of this comedy club in DC uh, proved me and the world anybody who ever doubted him wrong he is he is he is uh, brilliant and is uh, without equivocation period he is the best I've ever seen he is the best there is period and he did his his last um, Netflix special closure and again um, to me, he, he is, he was he, he brilliant. He's, he's amazing to watch um, for the kid who's maybe 10 years my junior. I, I learned watching him. He, he, he's the teacher now. I learned watching him. And the special was brilliant. But unfortunately for some people, um, he apparently has garnered the wrath and the ire of the LBGTQ community. The letter brigade uh this mark calls him a letter. I don't I don't call him a letter brigade. <laughs> my brother Mark Powell calls him a letter brigade. I don't call him a letter brigade. I'm gonna, I'm gonna use all the letters. Uh so I'm gonna use all the letters <laughs> all the letters in individually. I, I agree with you Mark.
1: I agree with you. Mark. Thank you.
2: Brigade. Um, okay,
3: mark, that would be Keith Powell agreeing with my brother Eric, Mark. Where Powell. are you? I right, don't I'm, hear third record. I'm not saying nothing. I want my checks to keep coming in. They shut you down. That's do man. No, I ain't got nothing to say about the people. Uh, uh-uh. no, I'm good. Thank
0: you. So, so apparently uh, he's being labeled as transphobic and everything else. Uh, and I, I know that um, you saw this the the special, right, Mark?
2: Yes, it was a uh, like you said before. For, I'll, I'll second what you said prior to prior to prior. I didn't think there would be anybody who would come along and be going, yeah, that guy is, he's really, really good. He's brilliant. And he's so, like, I mean, Pryor was brilliant and he had that kind of, that crazy energy to him and he was slaying the room. Chappelle, in this, second, in this in this incarnation of Chappelle, because remember earlier Chappelle, when he had the higher voice before he smoked a thousand cigarettes a day, he, he had a higher voice and a different kind of energy. And that was brilliant. There was some really just, you know, funny stuff. You know, hey, baby, always thinks makes me laugh. Right. But when he came out after Chappelle show and and after I guess years of just honing his craft in the clubs and doing, he he transcended. He went to another level. Like you know, you know, you can't get there because wow. what he says is fearless. What he says, I think, for most of us, is without question. Like he says something is like he's an exaggeration. It is obviously comedy is an exaggeration of a truth. But he's speaking truths that make people go, "Wow, that's uncomfortable." It's correct, and I can't dispute it. You can try, but if you dig deep down into it, he's not like you know taking cheap shots. He's not. And that's why when he's when the letter brigade comes after him, it's he says in his last special, he told you what he said. He said, "You know, I don't want to give away any of the jokes, but you can't attack his words because his words." are not what they're trying to portray. That's usually one of the tactics of the letter brigade is they'll scream and holler, blah, 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 and get you off on some kind of weird tangent, but you're right. missing the point. The point is I'm talking about this. You guys want to talk about the the, the bells and the whistle. I'm not talking about the bells and whistles. whistle. Yeah, those, those are always there, and that's easy, you know, low-hanging fruit. I'm talking about the central issue about the letter brigade. And he's just – he's on another level. I mean, he's just so – smart, so clever, and the way he could turn a phrase without fear. That's the thing that Pryor always had, which you know made people laugh. I Me mean, talking without fear. A lot of comics, they'll say some jokes, but there's certain levels that you go, I ain't, I'm not going there. I mean Chris Rock has a little bit of that deal, but of 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 not fear, but nothing like Chappelle. I mean, as much as Chris says and as much as Pryor said Chappelle is saying in the age of anybody can say anything about you and it can run like crazy and doesn't have to be true at all. Pride didn't have that anvil hanging over his head. He could say things and you had to see it on a record or not see it on a record, hear it on a record or see it on a special. Now Chappelle says something and somebody in some basement somewhere can say one little phrase, attack you, try to take you down, and it has no truth to it. And he's saying it, I'm saying it anyway.
0: And it's instantaneous. That's the other thing too about today's, uh, clapback, you know, if, if somebody, it, it would take a while for there to be some sort of, uh, backlash or blacklash against anybody. Uh, but now, as you said, you know, as soon as the special is over, people are tweeting, uh, their, 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 positives and their negatives at the same time. And, and that's, and it's, and it's instantaneous. The, uh, the, the, the criticisms or the critiques are, are instantaneous. You don't have to wait for it to go up. You don't have to wait a few days. You don't have to wait till you see it. Um, it, it it's, it's instantaneous. And again, as I said, it, it was, uh, you know, yeah, he crossed, you know, there's third rails in comedy. We all know there's third rails in comedy.
2: In life. And,
0: and Dave Chappelle is not afraid to put his foot and put his other foot on the other way. He's not afraid to make the full circuit. He's not afraid to cross or step on the third rail. He is he's perfectly willing to do it and provoke. And he does, and it's not, and it's not just, there's some guys that say stuff just to provoke you for, for the sake of being That's not him. provocative. That's not him. He's saying, this is the truth. I want you to look at it. I want you to look at what I'm saying. Uh you either agree with it or you don't agree with it, and I'm okay either way. Uh, but i I'm, I'm gonna say it because it's my truth. And again, so the, the, the backlash he's getting from the LGBTQ community, Let it um, it, you know, some of it is 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 it may be maybe genuine and heartfelt, and some of it I just think at at some point is a is ridiculous. I mean, one of the people that clapped back at him, believe it or not, was the showrunner for uh, the show uh, uh, Dear White People, and the showrunner for Dear White People happens to be a white person. Who is uh, a transsexual. Um, which is odd, because this person is a white person clapping back at Dave Chappelle for what uh, she considers transphobia, and yet she's a white person who's a producer, a writer, and, and a showrunner for a show called Dear White People, which is supposed <laughs> to be about black people. So <laughs> it, it, it's it's really, really crazy uh when you think about it. I mean, it's 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 you know, uh, nobody's supposed to take comedians seriously,
3: right?
0: You know, and I'm and I wonder if we've lost uh, the ability to laugh at ourselves. That's what we I have.
2: Sure. I think we definitely have. Yes, I agree.
1: I agree with that, Anthony, because yeah. everybody's take everything so seriously. You know, you, you can't crack a joke without someone um, critiquing it or, or, or saying you shouldn't say that. And this is what this world that we live in has become right now. You can make jokes about other people, but you can't make jokes about us. You can't have it both ways, you know. In, the, in this day and time, it, it's a joke. It's comedians making a joke. Unless, But you have those folks who, looks, who go so deep into it, like, oh, this is offensive. Everything is not offensive to everybody. What's offensive to you is the choice or decision that you have made yourself. And that's the way I see it.
0: People no, get I mean so it's a good point. You know, it, it's funny. I mean, if, if, if you're going to draw the line about whether somebody's funny or not, if the if, if the lgp LGBT, uh, lgbtq community that was began. truly offended, yeah, was true <laughs> that's Mark Powell was truly offended <laughs> by what Dave Chappelle said, then they shouldn't have laughed at any jokes that Dave Chappelle used the word nigga and was talking about black people. They shouldn't have laughed at those. They shouldn't have laughed at any joke where Dave Chappelle may have talked about. Uh, uh, the Jews They shouldn't have laughed about any joke with Dave Chappelle, should have talked about any other group if you had an issue with him talking about your group. That's 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 my thing because now you're saying, Well, okay, uh, I, you're funny if I'm like, la- I can laugh at black people, I can laugh at uh, some white people, I can laugh at these people, but I can't laugh at me. Wait a the, second, come on now.
2: The, the thing I always liked about being when I was when uh, I was early on hanging out with my brother in the comedy clubs. It has the same feel as hanging out in the locker room. Is The thing about that is there are no sacred cows. I love the fact that there are no sacred cows. You ever hear like stories of uh, Jim Norton talking about how you hanging around uh, uh, Patricia O'Neill and those guys? Everybody and everything was on the table. And that's how it should be, especially in a comedy club. Listen, if you come in here ready to be offended, well, then save your – I don't know how much it costs to go in a comedy club, but save your dollars. And just stay at home and be offended about things you think maybe somebody might be saying, versus going in and being confirmed, and you, and you already got to stick up your butt because you're waiting to be offended. That's the last place in the world to be if you're that sensitive. And that's why I said I like that's why I loved hanging around, hanging around those comedy clubs, listening to those guys talk about everything, everybody, no sacred cows. It's like it's the classic locker room. Don't come in a locker room and be like, oh, you know, I'm all hurt and sensitive. Ben Simmons, just be <laughs> who you are in that moment because you know this is like sort of like, sort of like a, a unique situation. You can't act in the real world. You can't say the things in a comedy club or in a comedy like you know a green room or a locker room that you say in the real world. It's just that becomes insensitive and becomes stupid. But in that environment, that's it. So when you walk into comedy doors, that is how it's going to be. Be prepared to laugh. Be prepared to have quote unquote fun. Don't come in there looking to be offended. You're stupid if you are. I think oh, no, we no. Are- I
0: mean, I'm glad. You, I'm, hang on. There. I, I know. I know you mentioned Jim Norton, and I can tell you some Jim Norton stories. <laughs> in like fact, the first time I'm, uh, oh my god, yeah. so, some of the stories um, are not for everybody. I mean, you know, Jim Norton is a, is a unique. I, mean, I, I know Jimmy, and I see him every now and again. He's, hey, he's just he's he is unapologetically who he is. Sex addicted to the the nth degree uh neurotic paranoid all of those things that you can imagine um that's jim Norton. i mean i'm the first time i ever met him or worked with him we were in pennsylvania in lancaster pennsylvania and uh shows over he's like uh you know uh you know i'm like well i'm gonna go hang out Jim "Ah, and i think i'm gonna go to my room and he goes to his room i don't know if i should even tell this story (laughs) you already started Uh, I mean no so I see him the next day he said you know uh what did you do last I said well I went out and hung out at this this uh you know this this nightclub uh in town okay what would you do he said, ah, Tony I'm really upset you know I, I called, uh, called the escort service and uh you know she said the girl he sent over didn't look anything like the picture I said <laughs> I said uh I said Jimmy you know we in like Lancaster, we in Pennsylvania Dutch Country I'm just saying, we're in Pennsylvania, Dutch country. What did you expect escorts working around Amish farmers to look like?
2: Yeah, right.
0: Yeah, I guess you got a point. I'll try again tonight. (laughs) (laughs) So, I mean, he's that dude. I mean, so like I said, yeah, you're right, Mark. In a comedy club, if you hang out in the green room with any of us, Oh, uh, so it, much it fun. is you know there is no and, and these are highly intelligent. In most cases, a lot of these guys are very very intelligent. Yes, highly intelligent. Um, you, you know they, they they may play fools, but they're not fools. They're highly intelligent, and yet you know uh, where they're willing to go with a line or with the thought or with an idea is off the charts. You know whether you talk, yeah, you know, Patrice O'Neal, all these guys, where they, where they're willing to go with a statement is uh you know off the charts. You the know, best time—I'm
2: sorry—the best times I've ever had in a comedy club, quite frankly, is when you got a bunch of comics in the back of the room and the one on stage is dying. And at this point, the show goes from the front row to—I let me let me see if I can I, 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 so let me see if I can entertain my my comic friends because that's when it gets really savage. That's the part I enjoy. I enjoy that that death oh, of. There's, uh,
0: there's nothing better than watching a comic die. Oh, it's so much fun! <laughs> <laughs> it is so much fun. And there's nothing oh. better than watching somebody die, and you know, because what happens is, is in the audience. The audience is like, "Oh, this guy's terrible," but the comics in the back, oh, it's you know, so much fun. They find, they find, they find it, it's hysterical because you know we all, everybody's been there at one point in their life or, or another. If they haven't been there, they will be there, and but, so we all know what they're going through. Uh, and so, and, and and you have to do the time. You can't walk off the stage <laughs> after ten minutes <laughs> if, you're, if you're scheduled to do thirty or forty-five oh, hours. So you gotta stand up and take it.
3: Damn! Uh I will tell you this. As a people, we have become so caught up in our feelings on how so-and-so is going to feel if I say this. And when you go, as we stated, to a comedy show, these these is just jokes. I like to be entertained. I want to laugh. I can laugh at myself. I can laugh at anybody else. But the world we live in today. It's in the workplace. You got all these rules. Now you can't do this. You can't say this. If somebody overhears you saying this, it's just gotten too sensitive. Kudos to Dave Chappelle. Keep doing it your way, man. I'm a fan forever, man. And, you know, keep up the good work, man. But we got to get out of that. Uh, this, you know, we just caught up in our feelings. These is just jokes. LBT. What is it? LBGTQ people. Letter brigade. Uh, okay, I'm down with y'all. Cause I'm pretty sure one of y'all signing off of my checks, you know, I want to make sure that comes next month. I'm I'm not like my brother and my cousin. We good.
0: (laughs) Yeah. No, I mean, again, you know, you're right. I mean, I I do understand the need to, to come back a little bit from the edge because again, you know, there, there are comics who will say some of the most offensive things and, and, they won't be saying it in a way like Dave Chappelle's goals. And I, I think that's, that's the word we should talk about the word intention. His intention is not to offend for the sake of offense. Cause there's a lot of comics who a lot of hack comics. That's their whole thing. I just want to be offensive and yeah. and, and, get some clicks and get some points and get some lights or whatever, not without, you know, without the human, you know, if you're going to, if you're going to be provocative, you know, people used to ask me why, don't, why I don't say the word, Nigger in my act. It's not because I have a problem with the word nigger. It's a problem that I have a problem with just saying the word and not making it funny in the way that I want it to be funny.
2: Yeah, that can't be a punchline. Just like you right. know it. And, and what you with, with Chappelle, his goal is to inform and to open. I mean, by I say open, I mean open a dialogue, open open that box that people say you can't talk about. Like, hey, listen, you guys are all so scared about. This. Let's talk about that. Why are you scared about this? What's going on? Is there a ghost coming in the building right now? I hear some creaking sounds. Um <laughs> but yeah. That's me moving like, in my chair. <laughs> so yeah. W D forty. I always yeah, <laughs> I always say comics who curse as a punchline. I don't mean that I'm not I'm not to this to the level of uh Seinfeld when in, in his belief in it, but if if you if that's your punchline is a curse or uh, some kind of harsh, whatever. Then that's not a funny joke. That's not that's that's a poorly right, constructed. Because if you take away joke, the curse, then, and if you then take you away have the curse, and it's not yeah. funny.
0: Then you have, there's no
2: joke. Yep. So I don't like those comics who do that. I don't like hacky. Well, I mean, nobody likes a hacky comic, but I don't. That's why Chappelle is, is on another level.
0: Yeah, I mean, I guess he calls himself. The- <laughs> he actually jokes about it. He laughs about it. But he is truly. He is as and I. And, and I will fight anybody that, that that says different. He is the GOAT. He is the 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 he is the voice now that people turn to when things happen, you want to hear what he has to say. I think a guy like Dave Chappelle is the reason why uh Eddie Murphy is no longer doing stand-up. You know, yeah. Dave Chappelle and perhaps Chris Rock and those guys. It's not because
2: Damn Eddie man. is
0: not funny, it's not because Eddie is not uh um, brilliant in his own right. I think that Eddie uh, does his ego won't allow him to be third best and maybe his stand and maybe he has not uh come up with the kind of material that he needs to, to 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 compete on a level with a dave Chappelle. i mean kevin hart is making is printing money at this point he's making more money than than anybody uh in the business and and god bless him i mean his his, his business acumen is 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 highly regarded and he's certainly maximizing his time in the, in, in the sun but in terms of a stand-up comic and doing stand-up comedy doing stand-up material there is there, there's so much light in between he and dave chappelle it's not even funny uh it's, it's not even it's it, it's not even a contest it's not it's it, there's, there's nothing there I will leave it there. As I said, I, I, I'm curious to see how this pans out. I know that they're going to be coming after him and trying to cancel him. And he mentions that, in fact, in, in his stand-up special. And I would say to people who have not seen his stand-up special, people that listen to us, go watch the stand-up special and be your own judge. But not only watch it, listen to it. And listen to what's being said and listen to the intention of what's being said. And then you will be the judge as to whether or not he is homophobic or transphobic or any of the phobes that they want to 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 attach to him. Ask yourself whether or not he's Semitic or anti Semitic and then give you and, and then see based on what he's saying and the intention with, with what he's saying it with, uh, leads you to that conclusion. And then you know, you know get back and to it, us.
1: Yeah. You know, like, you know, you know, we joke around. That's like uh, I I call you a nigger or or white boy, uh, a name or something like doesn't mean I don't like you. It's just it's just a conversation we having with phrases. And that's that's where you look at it. But like you like you saying, you have other people who are going to look into it more that. No, you're a racist. You heard the racist thing you just said to that person or you insulted that person. No, I'm just cracking a joke and we're just having a conversation. We don't mean nothing by it. It's just talk among us. But like Dirk said earlier, if someone's over there and they hear our conversation, mm-hmm. now they're offended by it. Now I got to go report you to the boss. I got to tell you, you know, he's using racist words there. But yeah. this, this is our conversations. We're just having the fun and, and we're joking around. And that's basically what it is. And like with Chabelle, he's a comic. He's making people
0: laugh. Yeah. You know yeah, I mean? Go ahead. Yeah. No, no, I, I I agree with everything you said. I, I mean, I, again, to me, um, it's about intention. It's about what the conversation is. It's about uh, the context of the conversation. You can take any phrase out of context and and make it into something else. And I would just say to the people who are offended by a particular joke. Ask yourself in the course of 40 minutes of watching a comic or an hour of watching a comic if you were offended by every joke. And if you laughed at any other joke that was not about you but about somebody else, then you need to check yourself in terms of the joke that you found offensive about you. That's all.
2: I agree. I agree. Mm-hmm. Great.
0: Moving on. Uh, speaking of uh, comedy, uh, did, uh, did you all see the uh,
3: SNL uh, Kim Kardashian deal? Did not. Yeah, I saw it. I saw it. I saw a little bit of it. I liked it in my opinion um i th- I thought she did pretty good, you know whoever um you know laid out the uh, the lines for her. I felt she held her own man. I was surprised, I was surprised, and she also took some nice thing, nice shots at her family and Kanye. I thought she did her did her own you know did her thing. if she was the host again, I would watch again, definitely, and she looked good, <laughs> oh, that okay. she looked good. oh my god, Damn. I wish my bankroll was right mm Mm-mm. <laughs> I don't know if well, you saw, I mean, saw on that. Pig, can, get my money right, boy. I'll tell you that, man. I,
0: I, I will say this. All you need to do, you can buy the parts
3: and build your own. <laughs> I want that one. I want that one that's already built. That one there. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you See, this. You know, I just spilled my cereal that time. Oh, my God.
2: <laughs> oh, man. Uh-oh. Uh, oh we go, here we go again. I just <laughs> got- You know what picture we got from somebody this past weekend, so yeah, here there. we go See, again.
0: Th- there's a part of me that's saying, do I open this can of worms, or do I just kind of brush that's, past that's and pretend I don't
3: know? It. I don't want you to have to talk to me again and all ah, that. Let's not open I'm just saying... I like, I like, she was a very, very nice eye kin. Yeah. Yes, she was.
2: was on Wednesday it. at 9.30, somebody opened that, <laughs> tried to open that can of worms.
3: Oh, my chest, oh, my chest hurt. Yeah, it was good. Right. Did you, did you see it mm-hmm. in? How'd you like it, if you saw it? I didn't see it, I didn't that's what I'm asking, I didn't watch it. I didn't. See, honestly, I, didn't, I, didn't. I thought she held her own, man, I thought it was good. Okay, I, I, I have
0: to watch the model on, on YouTube or something and just try to yeah. see what, what was going on. I mean, I didn't go. see it. I mean, I I wasn't I wasn't racing to see Kim Kardashian. Um yeah, just I, like I wasn't racing to see a picture of Lizzo, even though I got sent <laughs> one oh, yes. this past Wednesday at nine o'clock.
3: <laughs> I apologize. Oh. You know what? I'm apologize to y'all and to the world. That just ain't right. What I sent wasn't right, but somebody sent it to me, and I know that Mark has set it off with that before. So I said, well. Let me, uh, let, me let, let me let me get them some nightmares. Go. God damn it. Yeah, here yeah. we yeah. go. First of all, it.
2: I didn't have a nightmare behind it. I asked a question. You went to a nuclear level that I was never even approached. I was just asking a question. Not trying to poke any fun. But then somebody took it that way. Then you sent about two three of those picks That was one picture with the question. Now,
3: I, thought I, you I send yeah. us about two of those joints and it was like, "Yo, what you doing, man?" I'm eating <laughs> <laughs> but, but but okay, let me ask you, what were you doing when you sent the picture to us? Exactly. Set. I was getting y'all ready for Halloween.
2: <laughs> oh man.
3: <laughs> it is October. There <laughs> we go. Yeah, I mean, uh, so so we that- hey, hey, you can Will laugh. Go ahead and laugh. Chuckle, chuckle. No, it's chuckle, funny, no, chuckle, it is funny. It was funny. <laughs> what 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 was that? Where's that picture taken? Was it a, a Laker game or something? Like- I don't know where it was, man. One of the cats sent it, and he's like, This just ain't right. I'm like, Who's this? And he, I'm not going to say the person's name. I was like, Damn it. I'm sending this to my peoples right now because they sent me some stuff. I wanted y'all to experience the shock that I experienced. And obviously, we have a dialogue about it. So I guess you were shocked. Yeah, no, I mean, it was, it was I mean, again, it's, it's, uh, you know, was it right? This goes back What's to what Mark this? saying, and, and Mark, I, I want to quote you. If I'm wrong, you tell me. Just because they sell it in your size, that doesn't mean you should wear it. Is that correct,
2: Mark? That is a correct statement. Absolutely, one hundred percent correct that I've said. Yes, I've said that before, and I still believe it. Oh, yes. I've never changed well,
3: that. I've
2: never changed that perspective uh, at all.
3: And I've, did you feel that way about the picture?
2: I just feel she's screaming for something that's not
3: attention. They, yeah. I, like because it. Comes, I, okay, hold up. Let, first of all, let's let's clarify the she so we're not talking
0: so our audience can be in on the conversation as well. Okay. Uh Derek sent us a picture of Lizzo <laughs> wearing <laughs> assless chaps. That's what she said. That's that's the picture we talking about. Lizzo was yeah. wearing a pair of assless chaps. Uh oh. so we saw two uh large, I don't uh,
2: uh, she went a, a went a thong, a big black thong, and she see two big, literally big, big, ass cheeks in this thong. And my question was not the, I don't care about her size. I mean, I I, I really don't. But my question is, like I said before, just because they make any size, I mean, you, you should you should right. wear it. But what are you trying to say, or what are you trying to achieve? Because you know. the majority of people see that and think, well, they do, they, they laugh at you. At one thing, and then it's they'll laugh at you, or they'll think a certain way about you. The laughing at you is the one I have the problem with because then later on she'll she'll talk about you know Body how shape. she's having a tough time with uh social media and people you know. Well, they wouldn't laugh at you if you didn't put yourself out there to kind of be laughed at or exactly. to be exactly. Um,
0: let, me, let me give people an idea what the ass look like. The ass look like oh. the, <laughs> the the kidney grill. On a new BMW M4. <laughs> Yo, <Actually, laughs> well, Anthony, I'm gonna get a text. Is that, know that know what I'm saying? saying <laughs> Google, Google, Google. BMW M4, kidney growth, brand new. And you damn. see what I'm talking about? Damn, they look damn. exactly the same. No, no. So, so I thought maybe if you, was, if, if what she's trying to say is her ass needs cooling. Is what I'm. Is what <laughs> I'm
2: oh, that's pretty funny. I just looked that up. Wow, that's. that's am, I, really, am I lying? You, you are not saying anything false. <laughs> As, as
0: Mark
1: said, everything for everybody. The picture, Mark. You know, you can't just...
3: Oh, God.
1: You know, I understand she feels free about her body. I got no problem with that.
2: No, that's that's
1: That's the way she is, more power to you. But there's just certain things in life you're not supposed to put out there for people to see. And... That's one of the 12th wonders. You're not supposed to see it. <laughs> you gotta let that slide. You gotta let it slide. You have to. In other words, you also gotta respect yourself as a person. Because if her handlers and people around her are not telling her like, yo, you don't need to do that. You're a beautiful woman. Be who you are. That extra stuff that you're throwing out there, that's only bringing more negativity towards you.
2: I believe You don't need I to agree. do that. I agree, I agree.
1: Cause, because... because uh, if I would have yeah. sent this
3: to you in the morning, if I would have sent that in the morning, would you spill your cereal?
1: Oh boy, here we go spilling oh, cereal. I've been blinded beer. by the light, Derek. I've been blinded. I didn't hey, actually. Yeah.
0: You you Mark just posted the picture. Go, Mark posted the picture of the BMW. Go, go look at it and tell me if I'm on, Oh my god, yeah. y'all clicking right. the bottom. There it is. Y'all.
1: I mean I, mean, I mean, listen. I mean, it is. It, <laughs> oh yes. Oh okay, I got you. Oh yes.
0: I'm, I'm just Damn. saying, you know. Um, <laughs> I'm just saying, I mean, I you know, I, I get the idea of, of body positivity and I'm all yes. for it and I, and I have no issue with it. But then if you're saying this is my body and I feel good about it, then you can't feel bad about it when people on the Internet are saying this, that and the third. That's all. I own it all, all the way, own it all the way, own it either way or own it all the way. I mean, and, and I'm not telling her that she shouldn't be that way. I'm not, I'm not making a judgment about it one way or the other. I'm just saying that, that if you put yourself out there to be judged, in a, to be judged by what you're doing, then people are going to absolutely judge you by what exactly. you're doing. People, I mean, and that's, and I'm not saying that, that they're not people in the world that would judge you regardless because there are people who are going to judge you regardless. So you might as well love you. And if she, if she's doing it out of self-love, then more power to her, uh, in big respect. But if she's doing it, uh, for any other reason, then I, you know, I don't know. I mean, I'm, I, again, I'm, I'm not here to, to make I, judgments I it. about what she's doing. It.
2: I think you nailed it. Like you said, if, if it's, if it's just, if I truly don't care what anybody says, I'm doing it perfectly fine, but then you can't later on have a crying, uh, uh, instagram or tiktok or whatever talking about people hating on you but
0: right just
2: i'm doing this if you say whatever i don't care but yeah that's you nailed what you said was a perfect cap to that situation Mm -mm. so uh
0: moving on uh the number one show in the country speaking of netflix earlier number one show on netflix is believe it or not not dave chappelle's uh comedy special but it's a show called Squid Games. And for those of you who have not seen Squid Games, that's probably that, that number is shrinking uh, rapidly. Squid Games is a show that comes out of South Korea. And the premise of the show is that there are a bunch of people who find themselves in financial dire straits, either through their own uh, misfortune. Or as a function of of their own doing, you know, some of, some people are maybe degenerate gamblers, and they find themselves in debt, or people who are trying to find a better life for themselves uh, find themselves in, in in crushing debt, or business people who made bad investments find themselves in this crushing debt, and they're offered a chance to get out of this debt by playing a series of kids games that are fatal for the losers and so it's really a statement about capitalism it's a statement about what we value and what's valuable to us um and it has become a a, a phenomenon I, I think keith and i are probably the only one i saw the whole series uh, keith you just started watching it no Real i watched quick. the whole
1: series i watched
0: the whole oh, series the whole series oh, okay damn uh, quickly right you start i mean once you started watching
2: it's hard to t- turn away yeah it sure was yes well, because he can't leave the house you know
3: <laughs> Shot fire. Shot fire. <laughs> Man down! Damn. Oh,
1: damn, family boy. Um, so, what'd you think? What'd you think of the show? I, I enjoyed it. Great show. Uh, it touches the soul on on uh, certain parts of how people think and how they function in life about other people's lives when you have them in your hand. But it, but if we played these games when we was kids, we would have lost a whole lot of friends. I know that for sure. <laughs> you know, and this is just show you how whoever created this, his his thinking was outside the box, definitely. But I advise anybody to definitely watch this. You will enjoy it, and you will laugh, and you will see how the human mind and how people really think when there is money on the line.
0: Yeah, I, I, th- I think that's really what it is. It's really, I think it's a statement, more about capitalism than anything else. And I think it, it, it's interesting that it comes out of South Korea where people work incredibly, incredibly long hours. They sacrifice all elements of their lives, family life, family time and everything else, uh, chasing the buck or trying to, to uh, do the factory's bidding and it's also a statement for pretty much for any country the united states could, the squid games could happen in the united states uh because we all find ourselves in that same boat where we're chasing a buck and, and and the dollar becomes almighty and because we don't have uh the the protections uh social safety nets some people would become desperate enough to engage in something as insane as the squid games i'll just tell people the uh the First episode ends in a game of red light, green light, one, two, three. And it's more red light than it is green light. <laughs> it sure <laughs> is. <laughs> so, uh, if you have not seen it, make sure you check it out on Netflix. It is, it is insane. Uh, it, it's just, just off the charts. Hey, Anthony, um, you won't be cheating in that game. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, you won't be cheating at all. It's it, uh, as I said. it, 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 it it sheds a whole new new light on the games we played as kids. It's really, really insane. It really is. Um, you know, but that's not the only place you can find gunplay in, in, in the world. Apparently in New York City, gunplay is on the rise and and we are having uh the same discussion. i, I it's. it's, it's is deja vu all over again. It's, it's it's another day of Groundhog Day when we talk about gun violence in New York City and whether or not we should bring stop and frisk. But this this latest episode is kind of chilling.
3: Um, you have
0: uh, you you tell the story, Dirk.
3: Yeah, there's uh, in the Bronx where shootings is just like off the chain. I, you know, I don't know what's going on down there. Where uh, I guess it was last Thursday or Friday evening where a I guess the the kid looks anywhere between 10 and 13. Uh, They show him with a gun after it is alleged that he shoots a 13 year old kid in his knee and he's walking with the gun like it ain't no thing. But the bad part about it is that at his age, and remember he's between 10 and 13, he's already known to the police. That's the part that was crazy. I was like, they know who this kid is? And it's like, He must be a terror in whatever neighborhood that is, man. But he's walking around with a big gun and he's squeezing off. And, you know, what I do, you know, you know, for our audience, you know, our dedicated listeners, anybody who's against stop and frisk on this uh, podcast, they get a shocking video or story of gunplay within the five boroughs once a week from me. And eventually they will come on over to what we need. I hope. Hey Dirk. Uh, yes, Keith. You there? <laughs> I just want to read something to you. This was in
1: 1985. Okay. This is 2021. Gun control laws do not discourage long-time criminals from owning handguns. Okay. They took a poll of 1,874 men currently in prison across the nation. This is in 1985. Mm-hmm. They found that 75 percent of them admitted. They did not expect any problems attaining a handgun after being released. So you got a 11-year-old kid Mm -hmm. with a cannon in his hand. It ain't hard to get a gun.
3: Not in New York City, it seems like. That's why we got to go back. We got to go back. E, when you get in, you know what we got to do. I'm counting on you, my brother. I know we're going to party, but still, you got to hold me down with this other thing.
0: Yeah, I you know I I, I, that, that, I that, I'm glad you read that article, Keith, because I, I can tell you for a fact, uh, when I was teaching, um, back in the, the early 2000s in the in the before the the 20 teens, um, I I had a student, I can't say his name, but I had a student who like this young man, but he was like a, a freshman, was a young young kid, gangbanger. Um, he had and and the other kids would confirm it. He had an arsenal in his house, shotguns, AKs, handguns, mm. in his house, lived in the PJs and Coney Island. Um, he had an arsenal in his room. Now, you're talking about, you know, I mean, the city housing, you know about this, Derek, city housing, it, 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 so far you could go, there's no way you really can hide any damn thing in right. in, in a two-bedroom apartment exactly. like that. So moms had to know about it. Sure. And this kid was known, just like this young man was known on on the block, known to the police. Because if he got, you know, if he couldn't beat you with his hands, he would go up and get one of those many weapons and be out there on the street in the park, in the playground, you know, squeezing them off. So, um, yeah, this, this this is not this is not a new phenomenon. I mean, I think um, <laughs> Marcus man, when I say when it bleeds, it leads. But yeah, this is this is. Part of keeping the news, pe- people buying the papers and people buying the things. I mean, this is always
3: going on. This is not brand new to us. It can't be brand new to us. It's not that it's brand new to me. It, 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 it maybe is because I'm at the age, you know, where you know I'm the guy saying, "Get off my lawn, man." You know, I'm you know when I see them little Thundercats coming down, I, I cross over. I don't <laughs> want no problem. I don't want a no goddamn problem from the kids, man. I don't ride the subways because I, you know, I you know I pay the park. You know, I'm not circling the block. If you ain't got parking, I'm not coming. I don't want no I don't want there to be no misunderstandings where I have to run into somebody, they're gonna ask me what time it is. Excuse me, sir, you got the time. That goes real wrong real fast. Everybody got a phone. <laughs> I don't wanna hear that. I, I ain't got no watch. You know, next thing you know, the hoodies and the masks because it's mandate. No, nah, I ain't dealing with that. I ain't dealing with that. But I, I just think, you know, because we grew up, you know, you know, I grew up in uh in a heart of bed style, you know. I just don't and I'm thinking Was it because I was immune to it because I grew up in it? Or is it, are there more guns? Or I'm shocked at the ages. Because remember the week before we had this 16-year-old girl who got shot in the head uh, by guanas, And then this week we got the 13-year-old who shot, you know, 12, you know, between 10 and 13. I I don't know what it is, but I'm I'm looking at it a lot more closer as I become, as I am a middle-aged man now, you know, I, I, I need to know what these young boys are doing. I need to stay away from them. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not in the city, you know, enough to, to say. But I know when they show it on the, uh, the. What you say, the, the the news that bleeds leads. When they show that, if it bleeds, I'm it leads. That's so always
2: like, been a phrase. Yeah.
3: I'm like, oh my uh, god. Yeah. So I don't know. Y'all be careful yeah. out there.
2: No, we we um. Gosh, I think I, uh, I think we have a story, yesterday. I remember seeing a story over and over and over again, and it is disturbing. It's disturbing to see anybody in the street shooting. Quite frankly, this. That was a video yesterday of this little little boy. I mean, he's mm-hmm. as he's a boy. maybe a foot wide. I mean, he's if you see the videos like this little thing. And he's right. walking up and he's, you know, starts, you know, you see him shooting or whatever. Just like I keep I'm tired of seeing the video of uh, there was video today of I think it was two teens. They were getting shot at from a car driving by. I forgot where it was, but at this point it doesn't matter, it's in the city. Somebody, I guess, had just shot at them or was about to shoot at them in a car driving by. And you see these kids, maybe 15, 16 year old, freshmen, sophomores in high school type of deal, you know, pulling out their gun and shooting back across a street as a car <laughs> drives by. I think one bullet, um, I'm not sure if it hit a person or if it hit like, you know, nobody was quote unquote hurt. But it's insane because it's not like, you know, my cousin, you know, uh, 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 Keith. Has guns, but he's going to the range. You put the little target up there, and the whole nine yards, and you sitting there, and you're okay, fine. Here we go. Let me go. let me shoot this target. Blah blah blah. That's not that. that I mean, that's not you know what they, these kids are pulling out guns, and it just it takes a lot of. This is not like James Bond, where he you know somebody shoots at him, he pulls out a gun, he can zero on a target. They're just sp- pulling the trigger, that's and sick. wherever the bullets go, they go, and then they just run off like crazy. It's, it's just it's insane. It's just it's got to stop. And they- it. you know. And I don't know if you guys
3: heard in Staten Alabama, a kid got hold of his daddy's gun and killed the
2: mama. That was yeah, and that one's more it At sucks. 18. So, Yeah, that like, was how? I think there was that kid was disturbed. He was something was gonna happen to that kid regardless. He he killed his killed his mother and shot his father too. His father's okay. So I mean yeah. he falls under the category of what the hell is he had something, he's, he stopped going to school for a while, so he was disturbed. So that that kid it's gonna sound horrible, but I've said it before, he was gonna shoot up something soon anyway. I mean, he was just disturbed. So that's that's not like these kids who were just they're not disturbed in, in this in the classic standpoint. They're not disturbed in, in the classic way of and you, know, you see the guy going, you know, in you know, you know, doing that right. thing with his lips or whatever. This is more of a of a culture or a a mentality that is taking over that. We can't figure out. We don't understand why they're doing this, and it's just scary because they have no no fear. That's the thing about it. it's like there's no. I mean, I guess, and that's obvious because at that age, nobody has any fear. I mean, if you had fear at 15, 16 years old about your mortality, you would have never "quote unquote" left the cave. You would stay up in the cave. I'm not going out there. You know, there's T right. Rexes out there, so you had to have that. But they just going buck wild.
0: No, I, again it's it's, it's it's anytime you have um an 11 year old who's known to the police the the mama or uh, it, or the father if the father's in the picture is also known to the police because they've talked to these people yeah. more than once on multiple occasions and so, and they already know uh that this guy, I, I already i already know who that kid is and I've never met him he's, he's probably in uh, if he goes to public schools in New York city, he's in district 75. He's in a 12 to one to one, or maybe an eight to one to one, uh, class eight to one to one means eight, uh, students, one teacher and one parent. Think about what that looks like. It's like nine people, 10 people in wow. a room. That's all you could have because they're that off the charts crazy. Uh, 12 to one to one is only slightly better. They're, they're slightly less. Off the charge crazy but crazy nonetheless at 12 to one to one 12 kids uh, teacher and a parent, two adults so that's really really highly uh, supervised learning you know it's not like you know 35 kids and a little bit a teacher no this is two adults and and maybe eight kids or two adults and 12 kids so that's 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 really what that is and that's it's unfortunate uh, that kid they're only really waiting for him because right now, you know, what are they going to do? They're going to send him a spot. They're going to send him some, some, some juvie uh, camp and then wait for him to get out until he can do something severe enough to send him away for a period of time. I don't know that they're going to fix this young man anytime soon. It's unfortunate. Uh, Mark, you mentioned James Bond. I, I have to tell you all, tell my audience, uh, I am probably uh, the biggest James Bond fan y'all know.
2: That is no joke. Right.
0: Uh, I grew up, I, I read all the books as a kid, I read, you know, I've, I've seen all the, I can do the dialogue from practically every movie uh, <laughs> at, at this point, so I, I'm, not, I'm not even making it no, up No, no, he, really? he hasn't
2: said anything false I'm, yet.
0: I'm not exaggerating and so I went to see um, uh, No Time to Die this past Friday, as soon as it came out I, I had to go see it, Friday night I was
3: there
0: <laughs> 7.30, I was straight up in there waiting um, and I want to say this Uh I never thought there'd be another Bond that I would like as much as Sean Connery. Uh, Daniel oh, Craig boy. has has earned my respect. He is he is he is the the my second favorite James Bond of all time. And number uh, one before you proceed on uh, Sean Connery. Oh, oh, Sean Connery. Right. To, he, right. yeah, but, but we had I that understand. argument
2: so many times I remember my brother just said the little stupid books in his room. He was always swearing up and down <laughs> with Connery. And because I, I'm so I'm younger, I came along with more. So I would argue more versus Connery. And as I got older, I realized, oh, this is a stupid argument. There's no. It is Connery, but Craig is the Bond best one. Yeah,
0: he's, I, I, not best. I see he best. I said second best.
2: Oh, uh, I think he's the best.
0: <laughs> second best.
2: To Sean
1: Sean
3: youth.
0: Right. No, no, no. I mean, I'm, I'm just saying. I mean, uh, I, I say second best in this regard. Uh, Ian Fleming was the one that picked Sean Connery. Who said that's my guy. Yeah. I, so I, if the guy that wrote the book said that's my guy,
2: that's the guy I'm going with. That's it. If mama named Clay, I'm gonna call him Clay. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> that's
0: exactly right. Um, so uh the movie was exciting and and uh as I said, it, it was a swan song for for, for Daniel Craig uh it was great, but as far as a Bond fan, it's Bond movie. Uh, I got a lot of problems with it. I won't say anything. I won't, I won't give any spoilers alert. That's spoiler not good. That's not the, good if you have something
1: to say about it.
0: Yeah, I'm just going to say, I'm not going to give any spoiler alerts uh, uh, for the movie, but uh, there was some major plot holes in the film. But again, uh, kudos to Daniel Craig for uh, his stewardship of the character and the role. And uh, hopefully
3: the next guy will will, will be good as well. How much, much was the popcorn? How much they charge you? Oh, oh they, that's, they charge me a of money. I, I, I got, I got a loan,
0: so I got a good rate on it. It was like uh, two <laughs> <laughs> percent, you know. Is so two percent, two finance in charge. They uh, and I put a- down, I put, I put, I put a thousand down.
3: So <laughs>
2: my cousin is cheap.
3: I man. want to know no, did I they cool. bring down the, the fees at the concession stand? It's a, it's no a stand man, the
0: fees was real. Uh, uh Matt and I. Uh, wit so Matt bought the tickets, my son bought the tickets, and I bought I bought the the popcorns to the soda.
2: Well, that's a cool in itself because we go to the movies and you know your two nephews they never reach in their pockets. <laughs> They're all <already> too short.
0: <laughs> pockets is deep, wallets no, they, they can't have, reach to the all- bottom.
2: Yeah, those arms, um, they don't sing past the shoulder. They, they got just a shoulder and <laughs> hand. They never get to that pocket. They got gator arms. Yeah. Now, yeah, yeah. But, but the pop, I mean, just for that, it was like, it was almost 20 bucks. It was like uh, uh, a expensive night. But it's, yeah. I, I like, I still, I, mean, I still, much of them, you know, you watching movies at home. I got in a nice little setup in the TV and the surrounds and all that stuff. So it doesn't be that. Not the, yeah, there is no it's not comparison. to say. There's no.
0: It's And certain movies you have to see in the theater. I mean, you yeah, had to agree. see that movie. You could not, I could not, I mean, I'll see it on TV when it comes on TV it's um, we'll like Black Widow is on, is on is on is on Disney Channel now, but yeah. I'm glad I saw it in the theater. I, yeah. I, don't, I don't think you could have seen it uh, on TV no. and appreciated. it, Funny. even with your surround sound, even with you know your you know all your speakers and everything else, it's not the same. I don't care how big your TV set is, it's not going to be the same vibe uh, no. as it is when you see it in the dark theater and you're invested in it, where you can't pause it. That movie was almost three hours long, and I had a giant soda. You had a you had to go to the party. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I had to go. I just, I just didn't want to leave and, and miss anything important. But <laughs> a giant soda. You know how big those sodas are, yeah. Anthony? That's yeah, a bad no, decision. I, I, I,
1: you sit I down. As
2: soon as you stand up, it's like, oh, here comes a rush. <laughs>
0: <laughs> now, the last few days, the last maybe 35 minutes or so, my toes was curled. I was hanging <laughs> on. I was hanging <laughs> over. But uh, as I said, it was, uh, you know, it was, it was, I I liked element to the movie, uh, but uh, I'll wait till y'all see it before we discuss weekend. the whole thing. Okay, yeah, I, after you see it, I'll I'll tell you exactly what, what, what my uh my issues were with it. Uh but I'll wait till you see it though. So definitely go see it. Uh it's worth seeing. No, don't get me wrong. It's it's definitely worth seeing. It's uh it's 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 it's, it's exciting. I'll just wait till y'all see it before I give you judgment on it. Uh just a couple of more things before we cut out of here. Um uh the nba you know a lot of guys play basketball all over the world it's a global game um and for some people for some a select few a very small small fraternity of of elite athletes make it to the highest level of basketball the national basketball association and because they are so rare there's only maybe 300 players in the whole league. There's only 300 players, I mean, out, of, out of, uh, in a global game. So that just shows you how rare these gems are. These men are highly compensated because NBA basketball players are not a dime a dozen. You cannot find them. You can go down to the cage at West Falls, You can go to any, any basketball uh, known uh, legendary site anywhere in the country whether it's Rucker Park, West 4th Cage, you can go anywhere, you can go to Southside Chicago, anywhere that they play basketball, places in in, in L.A. and and find really, really good players, but not find NBA players. These guys, as I'm saying, I'm trying to make the point really stick, are elite, E-L-I-T-E, elite. And they get paid well. But not all of these guys appreciate the gift that they were given not all these guys make this opportunity uh something that will provide for them and their families for generations not all these guys will take advantage of the fact that they had it that they they were in possession of potentially generational wealth and they fall off they make bad investments money is spent poorly they never had money so they didn't know how to handle it when they got it and they find themselves doing things uh, to try to compensate for the loss of that elite income. In this case, 18 players, former NBA players, find themselves in federal trouble for what appears to be a Medicare, Medicaid scam. Is that right, Kid? Yep.
1: Health ins- care, they took From advantage of health care. <laughs>
3: Yeah, they it says uh for federally defrauding the NBA's health and welfare benefit plan out of approximately four million dollars. Yeah, and then you got, I mean, some of the names, you know, um, shoot, this out there, we can say it. Tony Allen, uh, Big Glenn Davis, and Brooklyn's finest, uh Sebastian. 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 Yeah, man. And he he, yeah. you know, Bassie ain't have no luck, man, because when this dropped. He also um, he had uh, tried to appeal his conviction uh, that gun conviction charge that he had, and he lost right. that on the same day that this came out. Yeah, so they're they going to be pulling him inside in a minute, though. Yeah, the the days I I don't know the who, what, when, and why. Um, they said uh, the guy Terrence, I remember him, Terrence Terrence Williams, Williams from Terrence the Williams, right? Who went to Louis out of Louisville? He's the one who comes up with the scheme. He had it set up and I think everybody would kick him back some money after they got their money from, uh, you know, not going to these um, to these doctors. But the bad part is now when you put an insurance claim and you really need it, I can see them really scrutinizing it, scrutinizing it because of what these 18 uh, players are being accused of doing. So it, it, it kind of put a black eye on, on, on any player who's retired and needs to get some sort of health care, uh, you know, get himself in shape. Right. You know? And you
1: know that um, Spencer Haywood fought tightly for the health care for retired mm-hmm. NBA players. Yeah. And uh, the article here was speaking how he's heartbroken, you know, of that he worked so hard to get these guys this health care, and they basically just <laughs> botched it and just destroyed what, ha- yeah. what they got. And it all started in 2016 when the NBA Players Associated agreed to have this fund for these players, you know, but they actually get hurt or family members and stuff. And, Mm -hmm. you know, for the young man to come up with this scam and all these other guys follow into this soup that they're all in right now, it's sad, man. It's truly sad.
0: You know, it is bad news. It's horrible news to know that these guys, as I said, squandered their gift uh, and many are facing uh, prison. Uh, But there is some some bright light that comes out of this. There's, there's, there's There's a positive side, and that is, that the prison basketball team will never be as good <laughs> as they will be for the next, I don't, don't know, eight ten years. and O. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> the prison basketball team will be the Harlem Globetrotters of, uh, of, of, of incarcerated uh men. That's what they they're gonna be like they're gonna be playing the Washington Generals wherever they go because they are going to be really, really good. So, I mean that's that's the that's, that's the bright side that's the you know I mean I, I'm I'm trying I'm a, I'm a glass half full kind of guy and I just want to say that uh, you know uh, they're gonna be hooping. Leavenworth will have a will have a monster squad of, of basketball players. <laughs> there. Oh, and wow. and ain't Nobody go yeah I mean it's it's just it's just insane that they, that this, yeah. this is how it shakes out and again you know you talk about like Sebastian Telfair who from you know, he, he was a good, uh, uh, um, Base basketball player. player. No, he was, he was a good bench player, but he was a good basketball player in terms of, uh, terms of the city game. he got notoriety here. Uh, as you said, in Brooklyn, Brooklyn zone. Um, and I think he probably rode the, the, the coattails of his cousin a little bit, you know, and, uh, in, you know, both of them coming out of, uh, uh, uh same school. Yeah. Coney Island and, and everything else. And, 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 you know, uh, that was kind of like a, you know, yeah, this guy is going to be the next dude. Um, and you look at the if you look at the list of names of players, you can almost see it. these are guys like Gary Miles These are guys who um, were drafted, were not the superstar type players. They were good, good players, solid players, all of them. Um, but none of them would you, would you that you would consider a superstar. And they all kind of squandered. That money, as I said, that money is generational wealth. And I I think by not understanding what it means, you know, I think I think a lot of times um, average people don't really understand what what an NBA contract means in terms of money. And I'll go over this real quick and we'll we'll call it a day. Uh, When you hear when when you hear a guy signs a deal for one hundred million dollars, first thing you have to recognize is that it's not really one hundred million dollars. It's one hundred million dollars over, say, five years. Mm-hmm. And that hundred million is not really a hundred million. When you when the government gets their cut, it's really fifty million over five years. So instead of it being a uh, hundred million, and guys think, "Wow, I got a hundred million dollars." No, you don't. You got fifty million dollars. Well, I got fifty million dollars. Well, not really. You only have uh, ten million over five years, which is still it's, it's insane. It's an outrageous amount of money. But you got ten million dollars every year for five years, which ends up being fifty million. Oh, wait a second. Uh, we got to pay. The agent who's going to get 20% of that. So now it's not a hundred million. It's 80 million, which means it's half of 80 million, which means even though you're paying the taxes on, on, on a hundred million, uh, you only see 80 million. And of that 80 million, uh, you're going to get half of that. So that's 40 million over five years, which is about eight million dollars a year. So these guys spend more than eight million dollars a year. Now you're in a hole. You're broke. You're actually broke after your first year. You're broke. And if you spend more than that on cars and jewelry and 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 side chicks the next few years, you will have no money when it's all said and done. And I think um economic literacy is something that they really, really need to emphasize they and do. spend it's some time on uh when they when these guys get signed, especially young men who are coming from really, really dire and 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 impoverished circumstances, guys who've never had money, so they don't know how to how to how to work with money you know that that's generally that, that that to me is this is this cautionary tip all of those guys represent guys who did not understand the value of money how to use money um, and really what it was worth and it's, it's unfortunate but that's the way it is listen if you have not subscribed the power to the people get on this one of the best shows one of the finest shows in all the podcasting you make sure you are part of it now where can you find this i'm glad you asked you can find us anywhere you get your podcast. Anywhere you get your Anywhere you listen to a podcast, you can find us. Whether it's uh Apple Music or iTunes or Pandora or any a, anywhere you listen, you get us. Google, whoever you click on to listen to a podcast, you can find us. If you don't want to click on, if you're lazy and you just want to ask Alexa to play Power to the People, ask Alexa to play Power to the People. She'll pay, play for you. She'll just cue it right on up. You can listen to it. Or you can go to our social media spots. You can find us on Facebook. We should have talked about Facebook. We'll talk about them next week. Oh, yeah. uh, you can find us on Facebook uh, at Power to the People. Um, we're not, we're not manipulating anybody. We're just telling you to come to Facebook to listen to Power to the People. We're not trying to, <laughs> trying to, uh, try to tell you that COVID is bad or that the, 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 vaccines are bad. We're not going that route. We're just telling you to come listen to the podcast. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at Pow to the Peeps, P-O-W-E-L-L, the number two, the letters D-A-P-E-E-P-S, Power to the Peeps on Twitter. You can find us all on Instagram. We will see you all next week. Peace.
2: Peace.